chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control Alt Desire, now streaming on Paramount Plus. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 8th. This is a bonus episode of the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn. On today's bonus episode, I'm going to throw it to 24-7 Sports College Football Analyst Carl Reed as he is joined by Oregon Ducks head coach Dan Lanning. They discuss his move from the SEC to the Pac-12, Oregon's quarterback competition, recruiting on the West Coast, NIL, and much more. So without holding you any longer, here is Carl Reed with Oregon head coach Dan Lanning. Welcome, guys. This is Carl Reed, college football analyst with 24-7 Sports. I am here with the head football coach of the University of Oregon, Dan Lanning. Coach, how are you doing? Doing great, Carl, man. Good to see you, brother. This has been a whirlwind of sorts for you. I can remember we were talking on the phone right before the SEC championship game, and the Georgia defense was playing unbelievable football. You're shutting everybody out, completely dominant. And I told you on that call, I said, man, you got to be trending now towards being a head coach. And you said, right now, the only thing I'm focused on is winning the national championship. Like, that was the goal. And so you guys lose to Bama. But then over the course of the next couple of weeks, you you get in the playoffs, you go back and you beat Bama in the national championship. And during that time, you're named the head coach at Oregon. Kind of what was those two or three weeks like, man? And what kind of whirlwind was it for you? It was wild. Obviously, an incredible blessing. But you know, I think you said it. You kind of focus, be where your feet are at. I know everybody always says that. But, you know, my opportunity came here, obviously, because of the job our players and our coaching staff did there at Georgia at the end, and it, and it worked out for me. But it was a lot of fun. Wouldn't go back and script it any different. How tough is it being the head, being the head coach at Oregon and the defensive coordinator at Georgia at the same time, dealing with recruiting, dealing with prepping for the game? Like, give everybody kind of an idea of this kind of schedule you have to maintain during a transition like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's tough. It's tough. You, you start every morning off wearing your defensive coordinator hat, you know, at Georgia. We we would go and every every day was a little bit different. But we go till about seven, eight thirty at night for Georgia. And then I take that hat off. You know, during lunch, you might be making some some recruiting phone calls, calling current players and coaches. And then that, that night you switch it up and you, you become the head coach of Oregon, put that hat on. And uh, there were nights that it would be till 3 a.m., you know, 2 a.m., trying to get stuff accomplished on the on the West Coast. But the fact that they were a few hours behind us or three hours behind us, you know, certainly helped. Speaking of that West Coast and then being three hours behind, it seemed like for about a week, the Oregon fan base had this Twitter spaces thing going on. And it's like growing to a phenomenon to like it was thousands and thousands of people. I think your brother was in there. The athletic director was in there. How have you been received at Oregon and how fanatic is that fan base up there about the Oregon Ducks? The fans love Oregon, as they should. And, um, you know, it's fun. People tell you that the environment that exists in the SEC doesn't exist outside in college football. It certainly exists in Oregon. You know, our fans are extremely passionate. You know, we're, we're a long ways away from game one. And these, these guys eat it up. They're infatuated with the Ducks, which I absolutely love. Um, and certainly they've, they've created some excitement about the program. 
when you talk about how much people care about the University of Oregon up there, people want to know about the quarterback battle that you're going to have going in the spring. You got a couple of talented guys. What are you looking for for the guy that separates himself and gives him an opportunity to lead your program week one? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you want to see how they operate with the, ele- the the rest, the 10 other guys that are around them, right? Make sure that those guys playing around and play with, with a high level of confidence. Obviously, we want to score points. The defensive coach, me, wants to see those guys take care of the ball um, because I, I know how much that equates to wins and losses. Um, but we want to push it down the field. Really excited to see him go to work and, and operate and see who, um, you know, takes that next step into being the guy. Being in the SEC for as long as you have been and the success that you've had there, in recruiting, how important is securing the West? And by you being a guy who's been predominantly in the South and recruiting in the South, how important is it to secure the West? And do you have the relationships to be successful on the West Coast? And have you put a staff in place that continues to develop those relationships and pull those kind of players that you're going to need at Oregon? Yeah, I mean, charity always starts at home. You want to take care of home first. And uh, we have great players out here on the West Coast. That's something that we want to continue to be able to attack. You know, and I think us being out here, we're going to have a presence, you know, on on the West Coast, but also nationally. So we'll certainly tap in on relationships. You know, I have some experience on the West Coast with some individual players that I've recruited and my time at Arizona State as well. Um, But our staff has a lot of experience on the West Coast. And, you know, I'm a big believer that relationships just require time. So anybody I don't know out here, I think we'll be able to connect with quickly. And I know our coaching staff's well connected. We'll hear more from Carl Reed and Dan Lanning when we come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of the great things that you've done over the course of your years, build relationships. You've also worked with some really marvelous coaches, being a GA at Bama, doing your time at Georgia. I know Mel Tucker was also there for a little bit while you were working with Kirby Smart. What's some of the things that you take from some of the mentors that you've had and guys like Coach Saban and Coach Smart and Coach Tucker and that you're going to use to implement at the University of Oregon? Yeah, I think all those guys you just mentioned were lifelong learners. I think that's a big piece of it. Never felt like they had all the answers, willing to uh, adapt and adjust as the game changes. You know, and, and, you know, like Mel is a guy that I consider a true mentor that I still lean on, you know, to this day. But I think also all the guys you mentioned were able to foresee problems maybe before they arose. Anticipatory skills, you know, where they could see something coming and be able to adjust on the fly. You know, we spend a lot of time this past year talking through different scenarios that could occur in the game. And sometimes they happen, sometimes they don't. But I thought, you know, Coach Saban, Coach Smart, Coach Norvell, you know, Coach Tucker, those guys all did a great job of seeing big picture as, you know, stuff came down the wire and not being surprised. 
Now, one of the things you mentioned earlier is the fan base in the SEC. And a lot of people don't think that it's great fan bases outside of the SEC. It seems like the Pac-12 has committed to have an elite programs. Oregon brings you in. Obviously, there was another hire at USC. How epic do you anticipate those rivals being on the Pac-12? We saw what Ty said yesterday about the coach at USC coming up a little bit short when they played Bama in the national championship. How great are those rivalries going to be on the West Coast? I'm, I'm just excited about the brand of football that we're going to get to play out here. There, there's going to be some great rivalries. And, you know, ultimately, isn't that what made college football great? You know, that's why we all enjoy it so much. The fact that it can be a grandma sitting in her house, you know, jumping up and down off the couch. She might be a thousand miles away, but it means that much to her. You know, that's what I think makes college football great is how much we, how much love and care for the team and the sport uh, exists. So I'm, I'm definitely thrilled that that exists in the pack. A lot of talk recently about NILs, how it's affecting recruiting. Some people calling for regulations. Some people taking advantage of the situation. What is your take on NILs and how it's feel about recruiting? I know Lane Kiffin said the other day that certain schools should probably have a luxury tax on recruiting. And that kind of took a place of its own. Jimbo jumped up to defend himself yesterday. It got real squirrely the last 48 hours talking about NIL. Kind of what's your take and how that's changed the game here recently in recruiting? I think I'm excited that our players have the opportunity to actually make some money off their name, image, and likeness. You know, I think that's something that's obviously been earned. Um, I think the way that this operates, no one really knows, though, from a regulation standpoint, what it's going to look like. And college football, I think Coach Smart said it before, it's about to become the haves and the have-nots. And you know, luckily, we're, we're in a place that has great support for our program, a fan base that cares, and a lot of you know businessmen and businesswomen that realize there's an opportunity behind athletes at our place. You know, I think Kayvon Thibodeau was a great example of that this past season for us at Oregon, you know, and, and being able to build off of his brand and his name. What it goes, you know, forward, what it looks like, I don't know. It certainly, you know, could probably use some cleanup, um, but that's that's probably someone else's job outside of me. If I'm one of the top recruits in the country, I'm get everybody's calling me. I can go anywhere. Why Oregon? Well, at the end of the day, Carl, you know me. Right. At the end of the day, you know me. And this isn't our first conversation. It ain't going to be our last conversation. Right. We build this connection for many years, much time. And you know that if I'm talking to you, that you're important. Right. Because I don't spend my time on guys I'm not interested in. That being said, every one of your goals you can achieve here at the University of Oregon. We have unbelievable support. We have a brand behind us that obviously means a lot. Uh, and, and some people deep in that brand that care deeply about the success of the University of Oregon. Right. That being said, you don't have to sacrifice education. Right? We're the elite of the elite. Um, you, can, you can achieve at a high level academically, and that turns into real, true professional experience because of something we have called the network uh, that, that supports our student-athletes. Uh, and then all that on top of the fact that we're going to compete for championships as we've done here in the past. Um, but if we do what we're supposed to do, we're going to be able to win at the highest level, uh, not just on the field, but off the field. All right, there you go. Oregon Duck fans, this is what you have to look forward to out of your head football coach. Coach, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on. We really appreciate it. Appreciate you, Carl, man. Big thanks to Carl Reed and Dan Lanning for that great conversation. A very popular hire out there in the Pacific Northwest. I'm excited to see what he can do at Oregon and if the Ducks, along with Lincoln Riley and USC, can re-elevate the Pac-12 on the field and in the national conversation. For Carl Reed and Dan Lanning, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the College Football Daily.
Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.